I was going to say, is Wyoming Wi-Fi worse than West Virginia Wi-Fi? Apparently, you heard me fine last time, and now you can't. I can I hear you I'm now. Already chopping, I'm already chopping into the house. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you want to know something exciting? What's that? Flex over. Which isn't exciting. Flex itself, over? But I actually did power rankings for the first time oh, all year. Oh, shit. The mathematically based, pure as hell power rankings. And there's a there's a there's like, a bit of a twist in this. I feel like it's fitting post flex week to get a real real fill. Now mind you, my these rankings are based off the last three weeks. Are they always? Yeah. Well it factors in the season long wins thing, but really it's about what you've been doing lately. Yeah. So I do got I think I, I got to double check one of these one of these things just before I throw these rankings out there. I have to double check one thing before we we get going on it. Um, all right, it is it is factual. All right, okay. well, coming in at number twelve, the Longcocks River Plant. What? <laughs> what a fall from grace! He has I mean, lost he, three in a row. He has lost three in a row, and he has put up 65 and 89 in the past two weeks. He is the lowest-scoring team in the last two weeks. And, yeah, just a real real bad time for him. Just when we started talking about Sheetram being back, he sucks. He's, he's not back. He is, in fact, worse than the other uh, team that we clowned for not having expanded yet. Yes. However... We have a winless team here at 11. I hate OBJ. Still can't get that first dub. Yeah, they ran into a real buzzsaw this past week. They did. Was it you? Yes. Yeah, buzzsaw. I didn't have that great of a week, but he had a really bad week. So, uh, Which reminds me, we I guess we usually do power rankings after the recap, right? No. Yeah. Do we? I think. I thought we did them first. Well, we'll do them first this time. It doesn't matter. We're already doing them. <laughs> Coming in number uh, 10, Zachy Mano. They did get a win All last right. week, but it's been a slippery slope. Uh, they got a win with 79 points, so it wasn't much of a win. Yeah, that's a tough look. Is that right? I don't know if that's right. 79 these points? Power, these power rankings are fucked. I don't think yeah, so. They put I mean, up, it makes they put sense. Up, they, they put up 79. Yeah, they beat Mississippi, who got uh, – 50 points last week, which I did fuck that up. So, Yeah, I'm just surprised Mississippi's not lower. Yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up. All right. Uh, it is so Mississippi. Mississippi is here. At nine. And surprisingly, they, they have scored less over the last three weeks than Sheetram. I mean, that's what happens when but you they, put up 50. But they at least have a win in that three-week span. So, yeah, number 10, Mississippi. All right. And then we got Sacramento here at number nine. All right. All right. Good job. Good job, Q. Getting your – Way to steal a win, win in flex week. Damn, if if Mississippi would have somehow been matched up against Arizona, they would have lost by 128 points. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go up to number eight here, the underdogs. 
Ooh, finally, uh, finally getting the ranking they deserve. Yeah. Um, they yeah, only so lost also, by 108 points this week. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's that's respectable. That's a respectable <laughs> amount to lose by. Is that actually the first time we've had a hundred point loser? Um, I don't. Uh, I can't can't say for sure. I mean, most likely yes. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be right. It's got to be. Yeah, we'll double check the stats. All right. Number seven, we have John Terrio. Only one win in the past three weeks, and uh, they are the sixth lowest scoring team over that stretch. Which is weird because his, his team should still be good, though. Yeah, looking at the – I mean, his team's not super volatile. Especially if, got, J, if JT comes back, especially. Yeah, he scored 101, 129, 88.9. It's really that 88.9 from last week that's, that's dragging him down. Yeah, I mean, he's had a really bad showing through the first four weeks from Jamar Chase and Darren Waller. So, should turn around for him. Hey, a little bit surprising here, but, uh, you know, pretty, is this playoff? Bad. This is, these are playoff teams now, right? Definitely playoff team. We're top six. So we got Dottle here at six. <laughs> yeah. My although you haven't changed. put a score, you haven't put a score up over 95. Um, yeah. I had my highest scoring week this week at 95. Yep. And, uh, you have two wins in the last three weeks. So congrats on that. Yeah. Who'd you beat two weeks ago with 89 uh, points? Nice. Buttons. Yeah. Classic. Um, okay, let's go. Yeah. Playoff Top team. Five here. Iowa, number five. Good job. Good job. Hmm. Why am I here? Why am I? I've, I only have one win in the last three weeks, but uh, I guess, yeah, I'm pretty much tied in scoring with the team right above me, but they have two wins. And the team right above me is Process Justers. At number four. And they are only going to get better now that Kamara is back. And apparently Brees Hall is going to be a starter. Get a couple more touches a game. And he's got Denver so, this week, so he's going to blow up. Yeah, I, I think I, I weathered the storm enough to get here to this 11 spot. I mean, we haven't talked about this week yet, but so far, weathering the storm here, number five for Iowa. And process trusters four. Yeah, weather the weather. A couple teams uh, in deep. But uh, the same top three is, as normal. But uh, we have a team catching an L this week. Vacuum Raiders. Yeah, tough L. Tough L. Tough L. With the 106 points up, but, yeah, taking taking a big fat L. Sorry about it, Wes. He, he had a bunch of people get hurt during his game. Yeah, so still putting up 106. Respectable. Yeah. We'd love to see it. Um, putting up 120 last week. 159 the week before that, and 117, the Allentown Audi Boys at number two. Way to go, Allentown. They're just riding the uh, stud players, not getting hurt yet. That's a good thing. Yeah, and even studlier Stack players, line. definitely not getting hurt. Number one, Aragona, with, uh, hmm, over the last three weeks, they have 60 more points than the second highest scoring team. So 178, 141, and 136. Yeah, this team's crazy. It's not even fun, you know? And he got to play Tyree, too. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, so speaking of which, tell me about the uh, 
Allen or the Arizona underdogs matchup. Yeah, I mean, I guess we already said it, but dude, he won by 108 points. He just had his whole yeah, lineup so, go off. Josh we Allen did take the uh, the 50 point or the 35 point uh, betting line. I, we took the over. So yeah, I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs had their highest scoring. Uh, combination week since they kicked my ass on Monday Night Football. How many points did they put up combined that, that day? Like 65. Yeah, this, this week uh, was or 66. Six, 60. I think I remember they needed like just over 60 to beat me and he ended up putting up like 65 or 66. And this is yeah, 69. This was six, 69 and a half. Yeah, it's insane. So th- those two players would have beat, uh, almost beat Tyree alone. Yeah. What a time! Get get, the, get those two and a kicker, and you got you got a starting lineup. Um, yeah, and then Kyron yeah, Williams. CJ Stroud off. looks like a guy. CJ Stroud does look like a guy, but no one else on his team does. And they yeah, all did uh, bad this week. His best running back's about to lose all of his touches to Jonathan Taylor, so that sucks. Yeah, it's not looking like it's going to get any better. <laughs> no. Better so. for me, but. Not for Tyree. I guess. Yeah, best player on this team now, I guess. I guess Drake London? Maybe, eh, probably not even. Probably Tyler Lockett. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Oh, well, we'll see how it works out for him. Um, yeah, 108-point 100, win. Uh, we got the Longcock server plan against Process Stressors. Process Stressors taking this one by 63. Also a hey, blowout. What, ha- what happened to uh, Flex Week being a bunch of close games? Not this week. Not Early this flex week. Teams haven't been established yet. There was one close game, but it was the the bottom feeder matchup. Not you. But, uh, yeah, 128 on the back of Jalen Hurts. is 24. Uh, A.J. Brown in those pink shoes putting up 175 points. I don't know how they can defend him with those bright bright pink shoes. He's easy to see. I think that's why they, they were so mesmerized and thrown off. Mm. I, I, I get it. I get it. They're too busy uh, looking Pollard. at his feet, and he ran by. I accidentally call him Tony Pollard. Timothy McVeigh, Who? only seven and a half. Ah, uh, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. And uh, Najee Harris outproducing Jalen Warren, like we all thought. Barely. But still though. only getting ten points. Barely. And then the three player, the Elijah Moore San Francisco defense against Arizona and Young Hui Koo, combining for three points total. Sick, sick run. Rough. Yeah. Way to go, sheet. Yeah. Um, tell me about your matchup. My matchup went awesome. Um, beat, I beat Robbie, 95-71. to 71. Um, It's really a story of last week he had, what, like 55 from his defense and kicker, and this week he got negative two from his defense and kicker. Yeah. So that was should nice. Should we abolish him? Also, we probably should. And, uh, man, the Bengals just suck. And that's really hurting Robbie right now. Joe Burrow's not doing anything with his hurt calf. Mixon's not getting much going. Madison's going to lose his job. And his receivers are falling apart. More than a third of his points came from, uh, what's his name? Devin Achan. Yeah. Devon. And I had, I had Justin Fields and DJ Moore finally show up for me. The thing that's kind of sad is they finally showed up, and Olave and Higgins just completely sucked. My running backs didn't do anything. Hey, it's fine. But the defense and kicker. Good enough for a win. Yeah, yeah that was a nice, it. like, 
what was it, a nice 30-point swing in the defense and kicker, which was less than a difference of this matchup. So I'll take it. Hey, speak, speaking of a uh, stud defense, the IOE Farmers playing the Jontario Sabers. Put up 29 points on uh, 11 sacks, um, which is crazy to think that the Cowboys scored more than that in week one. Dude, I think the best thing about this matchup is going into Monday night, you were projected to lose by like 10. I think you, you had Seattle's defense, and he had Jason Myers, Darren Waller, and Geno Smith playing. Mm-hmm. And it looked like you didn't have much of a chance. And then your Seattle's defense outscored all three of his players. Combined. By like a decent chunk. Yeah. We love to see yeah, what, what an amazing Monday night for you. It's exactly how I planned it, honestly. You probably – it looked like you were going to lose by like 10 and you ended up winning by 30. Yeah. Yeah, this, I, I, I planned the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Puka Nakua also. What a guy. What, is, what a stud, dude. Pig Nukem? Pig Nukem. Pig Newton. What happened to Debo? Did he just like play and then get hurt right away? Mm, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see exactly what happened. He's probably limited on touches. I'd imagine. I mean, he didn't get a catch. He must have had a rush. Yeah. Let oh, me, he had uh, three carries for six yards. Let me check up on my my pal Debo here real quick. He played eighty-seven uh, percent of snaps. So he just he was didn't get a game. pass. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, interesting. Um, anyway, yeah, 40-point 40, 40 win in this one. Is that right? No, 34-point 30, 30 30-ish, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Allentown County boys, Rectum Raiders. This was actually a really good matchup, except Pat Mahomes kind of just failed daddy at the end, and then Kenneth Walker wasn't good enough to get it done. But he lost Mike Evans early in the game. Devontae Adams went down in, like, the first drive and then ended up coming back and getting eight catches for 75 yards. And like you said, Cincinnati's uh, not looking good, so their defense as well, letting up 27 points to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. So sad. Uh, Allentown didn't even have a huge week, all in all. It was actually pretty disappointing across his lineup, except for Christian McCaffrey. Blowing up like he does. Yeah, that sick 45-point game. Is that – how many points do you have on the season? He has 111, so that was almost half his points on the year. Yeah, but that's why that's why his team's so good. Like, he had a bad game from Tua and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. But he just has enough studs that, like, one of them's going to put up 40 and have a game-winning week, and that's what happened. I mean, divide the score by four and just, like, essentially add 12 points to random players on his team. Yeah. And then it just looks yeah. like a normal week. Yeah. Um, all right, Sacramento and Mississippi. This is a, one of the closest matchups of the week. 29-point <laughs> win. But uh, what is 79 to 50. <laughs> oh, I looked at this earlier. Remember how we were telling Trevor he was dumb for starting Calvin Austin over Nico Collins? Then Nico Collins yeah. outscored Calvin Austin by 28. And that would have got him the win? No, he would have lost by one. But yeah. <laughs> it would have been way more exciting. Well, he, he finally decided to start Roshan Johnson, uh, taking out Samaji Piran, and that, that would have got him the win in that case. If he did both of those things, but... 
Mm-hmm. Which wouldn't have been a bad play against the Bears, in all honesty. Yeah, I probably would have actually had that lineup like that. But that's how she goes sometimes. So sometimes you put up 50 we points. Call, is, this where, is this where we call out Trevor for tanking? Tanking? Uh-oh. Is he, is he tanking by starting Calvin Austin over Nico Collins? Now, let's say... Or is he just a Steelers fan? He's just, I, both, both things can be true. Hmm. Yeah, let's say he gets uh, pick 101. Marvin hmm. Harrison the pick, even though he doesn't have any running backs? I don't know. He already has Garrett Wilson, so at least he has a one stud receiver. I feel like that's a sick trade down spot to like one or two or one or three. In his yeah. situation, get a couple more assets. But yeah, he's gonna pull da- Daddy's already proved that that's a uh, winning strategy in a yeah. rebuild. Exactly. Well, that's just the way she goes sometimes. That was flex week. Flex week. So hopefully next one's better. <laughs> hey, for what it's worth, I can hear you perfectly fine ever since the beginning. Hopefully it records that way. Perfect. Well, um, I guess through through uh three or four weeks here, um, now the flex week's done, first flex week. Uh what do you think about the the landscape so far? Who who what teams have surprised you? For good or bad. I mean, I thought Citrum was gonna be closer to a contender. I mean, he just had, I mean, some of his players are just really disappointing right now. Namely, Najee. Najee is running back 36. Tony Pollard, he's he's doing fine. Trevor Lawrence, he thought he was going to be a top 10 guy. I mean, he's he, quarterback 17 right now. Yeah, him and Calvin Ridley both, especially after week one. Yeah, Calvin really sitting at wide receiver 35. Gabe Davis, we didn't expect much from him, but he's wide receiver 22. And that, I mean, that that's sixth Darius Tony flyer, uh, wide receiver 105. I just, I guess I expected, you know, Tony Pollard and Najee to be two solid starters. Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley and TJ Hawkinson all to be like, keep him at a pretty solid team. TJ Hawkinson is tight end one, though, fun fact. Yeah. Even after a three point week. Jahan Dodson also kind of disappointing. Wide receiver yeah, 62. That is, that's true as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think Seatrum's uh... my like Seatrum's probably my most disappointing team so far. And I mean, you already kind of expected the top three to be the top three. John's also been pretty disappointing too, but I think his team's still really good. He's just gotten some bad luck. I would say that IAWJ is probably the, the weirdest one for me. Not not because that they're like stud players aren't performing well. It's that I, I mean, I guess you got Joe Burrow not performing well, but just like you know, with, with GK and with uh, Brian Robinson, you got Joe Mixon, and Mike Williams went down, but like all these players that they had, and it's just like 0 4. Yeah, I mean, his receivers have been disappointing, and he has a ton of running backs. I think he's missed a lot of the good weeks, though. Like, he didn't start Montgomery last week with a 33 point week, he didn't start HN's huge blow up week, so he's like missed out on a lot of his upside by not having the right start. Yeah, and then Kendra Miller also kind of disappointing thus far. Thought he would be more of a factor going into the season. Yeah, I think if he he missed his opportunity by not being healthy when Kamara was out. Yeah, but so 
is what it is. Hey, um, I have an idea for a for a fun mid pod segment here. What you got? Is this where potentially we make a live pod trade? Are you talking quarterback swap? I was. I've been thinking a lot about it, Jesse. I told you that if Richardson bought out, I might he might be off the table. But also, Herbert broke his hand, so I thought about just taking it off the table. But I'm putting it on the table. Do you want Richardson or Justin Herbert? You know, right I just right ate now. a little bit ago, so like anything on the table is not looking too appetizing. So I'm uh, respectfully decline. You're still declining. Yeah. After broken hand, Herbert, and Richardson balling out again. It's just the way she goes sometimes. All right. I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were about to jump on it. So I, I did have a spicy little. Well, I'll get into the spicy little trade that almost happened today. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. I backed out. Well, I back well, both sides I'm, backed out. I guess I'm starting to think that maybe I'm just happy keeping Richardson. You should be. You should start him too. Well, I don't know. I was kind of looking <laughs> ahead at the schedule here, and I mean, Fields finally had his big game, you know. And then we're looking at we got Washington tomorrow night, then we got Minnesota and Vegas. It's a good time for him to go on a little run here. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. But I think I'm rolling with him tomorrow. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I also had a, a, a little mid-pod segment here. Well, what was your to, spicy uh, trade? Are we not going to get into it? We'll get into it whenever we talk about my matchup. Because uh, it's a rough landscape for me this week. Right. But um, That's another reason why I was going to ask you. You're streaming a quarterback this week. Yes. You yeah. you could just start Anthony Richardson this week. You're not wrong. I would have to deal with a buy later on, though. i just eat the buy right now. Eat that buy. It's delicious. It's like um, a dub. So one of the things here, I was I meant to do this during the power rankings, but I didn't pull up my note in the meantime. But uh, going through the teams here, I'll just start like going from the bottom and top how they're ranked on ESPN. Give me a uh, – this team should be buying players, selling players, or just holding what they have. Or bu- I guess I guess it's more of a – we'll just go with that. Buy, hold. Give it to me as a strong buy, a buy, a hold, or they should sell or strongly sell for a rebuild. Maybe yeah. not even a rebuild, just what they should do. Anyway, I hate OBJ. I mean, I think they should be selling. I think they should be a strong sell at this point. Yeah, strong sell. I mean, you're you're sitting at 0-4. You have a ton of running backs that you can get good value for. You're probably not competing this year. And you're dealing with Joe Burrow, who's going to still suck because he has a calf problem. Like, this is like the strongest of sales. You Are you going to try to get value for somebody even because he's not making playoffs? Secure the long-term piece was my thought for his his side. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Mississippi. 
I think it's another well, strong sell. He has like no chance this year. Yeah, but I guess really what's much. He, what, does he really have much to sell? So like the really like, the main move is like can what kind of value would he get for Javante? What kind of does he like try to sell get a haul for Garrett Wilson? I mean like moving Javante wouldn't be the worst, but he has nothing after that. That's just kind of committing to like sell Javante for like a first time player. And then he also has a uh, he has a frisky little Jameson Williams return this week. He does. So he's got like pieces. He's got pieces that people would buy, for sure. A lot of people probably like Nico, or he could just kind of. There's something to be said for just committing to that young receiver core and hoping they develop, and then trying to fill in pieces, and sort of developing that way. Yeah, I I guess I would probably um, be be trying to sell, like a running back or two or something. But what is he really going to get for Javante at this point either? Because he's been bad. I've been bad. He's been all right. He's been bad. Javante? Yeah, he his highest fantasy week has been 7.7. 7. Hmm, you're right. And, like, he's a guy that you expect to actually be a high-end running back. Like, you maybe just wait for him to get healthy because he he's still kind of coming back off that knee injury last year and maybe wait for him to blow up a couple weeks and then try to sell him. I mean, he might mm-hmm. be able to sell high on Nico. He might be able to sell... Marquise Brown, who's been doing well. Yeah. There's pieces here to sell. I, I won't give him a strong sell, but I'll give him a sell. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of really interesting young receivers, for sure. Yeah, but is that better as a hold, potentially? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like Those are still really long-term young pieces, so like it might be his gonna, best option just to hold those I'm, guys and then try to add in the draft next year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move Trevor to a hold. Just stay where you're at and play out this season and see what you can do in the draft. Yeah, because these receivers can develop, and then you get Javante, who maybe comes back next year better. And uh, yeah, I think this is a hold team. Um, Longcox. I mean, what do you do? I guess I guess I mean if you're selling, you're selling low. Yeah, no. On, Calvin Ridley on Trevor Lawrence on I mean if you can get a premium for him like trying to convince someone that they're they're better than what they are you can sell them but I feel like he's a, he's definitely a hold maybe even a I was going to say part of me thinks like he's a buy cuz like you still expect Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley to improve this year you already you have a nice tight end you have two really nice tight ends in Hawkinson and Laporta like you have Timothy McVay like maybe you try to just buy another starting receiver and still salvage his season because he has a decent team still. You just kind of have to hope that some of those guys regress back to in the positive. Yeah. Um, I think I might agree that he he, – because he still could be a fringe playoff team. So, like, maybe it is a buy window right now where you can try and salvage this. Yeah. He's a soft buy. We're going to make him a soft buy. Yeah. All right, John Terrio. I feel, I feel like, like John, like a, he's a whole. Like he's, he's like. I feel like he's a strong buy right now. Really, I don't like the season. The season's not going great, but you can like consolidate those pieces to get like a really like to make like a super team. You can move yourself into that top tier. Yeah, I guess I was gonna say like he just has a lot of pieces that should be good. They just haven't come together yet. So he might just be a hold and hope they come together. But 
Yeah, I guess you're right. He has like six good running backs. Nobody has running backs. He could consolidate them. Try to get a better quarterback and a better tight end and make his yeah, lineup like a little more stacked. Just on points, he's fifth in the league. So like you can you can consolidate that and, and buy some decent players. And he he has a lot of depth. Like he can he can definitely consolidate. Sacramento, I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say here they're uh He's a hard sell. I was gonna say a strong sell on that one, yeah. Yeah. Do do I mean the points aren't there this year, so like do what you can to sell what studs you have and just get a ton of youth and I mean he has youth at running back. He has Gibbs and he has Cook. But like his receivers are just pretty tough. They're all just like boom bust question marks every week. So like it's uh-huh. not helping him. And he, and Dak's been bad. What's been going on with Dak? I feel I, I have no idea. Cause, I mean they're putting up points. Yeah, but he's but, not. like nobody on that team's like falling out. I mean Dak's averaging two hundred fifty yards passing a game. He just doesn't have a lot of passing touchdowns. It looks like. Yeah. And his rushing floor, he he's not running the ball at all anymore. Yeah, so. he just has a bunch of guys without much upside. I think they have upside. That's that's why I think he can sell. But like, yeah, I think he can hold like the rookies, like the young pieces, and try and like sell some of these wide receivers and just play for next year. Yeah, sell Pittman, sell Goddard. I mean, Goddard has more name value than actual value at this point. Sell Godwin. All right. Hell, maybe maybe try and sell Traylon Burks there. Yeah, maybe someone likes a tubby guy. He does like his fat boys. Maybe he should just like go on a diet. Just put his team on a diet. Maybe if his players weren't so fat, they would score more points. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Dottawa, what are you doing? All right. So I was going to say, since we're ripping everybody else, I feel like you should just rip me. I'll stay out of it. If I'm looking at your team... What should I do, Jesse? Fix my team. You got a hold right now. Yeah, you're you're a strong hold for me. Yeah, why is JS, that? JSN, Ty J, Quentin Johnson, Anthony Richardson, T Higgins having a down year, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you're 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 a hold. Now, what you should sell? Maybe I cut this part of the pot out. But like, if you think <laughs> about Justin or Justin Fields at this point. He's not going to be your quarterback next year. Doesn't mean he won't be someone's quarterback. He'll be a backup players. No, he won't. He's going to back up Caleb Williams for two years. Zero chance. Like, the only two scenarios are they end up not getting the first pick and he looks better and they roll with him, or they have the first pick, they take Williams, and they trade him for what they can get. There's zero chance they keep him on the roster with the new quarterback in place. I think you if you if you if you draft a quarterback, you're trading fields. I think you you sell him because I doubt he's a starter next year, and someone else could use him at this point, and you can just roll Richardson. I think he's a starter somewhere else next year. He's way too talented to not have someone like take a chance on him and see what happens. I'd be selling like, him if I were you. Like the Falcons or the Raiders, like someone's gonna trade for him and 
start him next year. We'll see how it works out for him. Maybe I'll have a little, hot little maybe I'll have a hot little fields pit stack next year. God, if that happens, I pray for you. <laughs> I'll be I'll just be living in the world of disappointment yet again. <laughs> yeah, so all hope but, is that he does not go to Atlanta. But yeah, to be fair, that's pretty much where I've been. Um, in the hold mode because as much as I want to trade all the time, yeah, I do like my receiver pieces. I like my quarterbacks. I got, I mean, I still have Kyle Pitts long term. I've been trying to buy a running back too, but like I'm not willing to give up any actual assets for one, so that's why I've never gotten one. I feel like you have the pieces here where you could be a playoff team. Like if you put Richardson I'm, in and like you actually like, put a tight end that's not Pitts on your lineup, like you can put up more than a hundred points. I mean, I'm still looking to sell Thielen for anyone out there who wants to give I'm me some you could, running you could, back. You could, you could even start him. I mean, just if you you I'm have a who, competent you have a competent lineup, like ability to put a lineup together here. Yeah. But you're choosing yeah. to play Fields and Pitts at your demise. I mean, Fields is fine. Pitts play play Thielen over DJ Moore. In all honesty, no way. I'm just saying, if you but want to win, like he's going to DJ Moore points. DJ Moore's fine. He's wide receiver thirteen. He's more talented in real life, but fantasy, it's Thielen. He just put up twenty seven this week. Like he's fine. Twenty three. Sorry. DJ Moore is not my problem. Kyle Pitts is definitely my problem, and my running backs are my problem. But so you're saying DJ Moore is maxed out at 23 points this year? Because Adam Thielen is maxed out at 26 points this year. I'm saying DJ Moore is still the better play moving forward, and he's been fine. But like you said with Kyle Pitts, if you noticed on the waiver, if you did the waiver report, <laughs> I had a claim in for Tyler Conklin, and I was definitely going to stream him against Denver, and I got beat out by Trevor. Hmm. Yeah, I think you can like sell Quentin Johnson for a starting running back and then put together an actual lineup here and you'd be a playoff team. But do I want to sell my long term assets whenever I'm still not quite ready to compete? That's what I'm saying. You you can you can be a hold. I have you as a hold, but like, you know, there's, yeah, I'm a, just like, there's a path there's a path for you to make playoffs this year. Uh, hey, listen, power rankings have me there. I'm I'm trying to scrap my way to the playoffs without selling any long-term assets. It's kind of my move right now. Fair enough. That's the uh, – I don't know whose motto that would be. I don't know if that's my motto. <laughs> the, the Panthers, are they trying to do that? <laughs> no, they're just trying to suck. Anyway, you're, you're a stronghold. Philly. I mean, Philly has already started selling. They, yeah, they've already they should, they should sold. Conti- I don't understand why he has rolled with Zach Moss the last two weeks. Like, why is he? Why did he not get everything he could for Zach Moss? Because he has no long term value, and he's already went into sell mode, set, trying to say like he sold off Mahomes and who else? Um, he had one more study sold off for a first round pick. But then he's just holding on to Zach Moss for no reason. Like, he's not going to do anything next year. Like, he should be selling yeah. Zach Moss. He should be selling Tyler Lockett because he still has and value first, right now. The first-round picks he ended up with are Johns and Wesses. Yeah. But, I mean, he still has, like, some assets that just aren't long-term assets at all. 
that he could get value for. Michael Thomas, he should be trading him for what he can, for whatever he can get. Yeah, yeah. This team should just be like getting what you can. Every every player here just get what you can like, get for them. If yeah, you like can look get anything at for well, them. maybe not every player. Like hold Jalen Reed, hold Drake London, hold C.J. Stroud. Like these are long term pieces. Hold Dalton Kincaid, but like Michael Thomas, like get whatever you can for him because you know he's not long. Like he's not going to be anything. Get every get whatever Tyler you can. Lockett, for, Michael Tyler Thomas. Lockett. Get whatever you can for Zach Moss. Like these guys should be moved. Hell, see if you can get anything for J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, anything at all. I don't. I don't think you will. But like, if you can, do it. Yeah. Um. Give me a. I guess give me a. A light sell on him because I don't know how strongly he can sell these people. Yeah, and because like he should hold Stroud and Jaden Reed and Dalton Kincaid. Like he has some pieces that are worth. Worth being part of a rebuild. How do we feel about the process trusters? I'm going to give them I a mean, light sell. Why would they? What are they selling, though? I mean, I they're guess, trying to get. I guess they're trying to get. They're trying a, to get. It'd be a light. Yeah, it'd be a light buy. Yeah, I'm saying buy. Like, they're trying to get back to the Dynasty Bowl. They just got Brees Hall and Kamara coming back. Like, they're two and two. He's ready to. He's going for it. He's all in on this year. Yeah, I guess the way I'm, I'm thinking of it now, sell is like one piece for multiple pieces, but buy is multiple pieces for one piece. Yeah. So consolidate versus not consolidate. But anyway, yeah, like, I mean, you could they could probably give up like Chuba Hubbard and something. I mean, there's nothing to sell here, honestly. There's nothing... Really. There's nothing they can really work with to buy anything. So at this point, this team might just be a hold because their bench has like nothing they can add on to another player that would be interesting. Yeah, but he's definitely going for it this year. He's not. He's not like looking for to the future. He's not trying to get younger. <laughs> yeah, I think go for it, but I think this team's in a hold right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just let this team do its thing. Run its course. See what happens. All right, then we got Iowa. This is your turn for me. Yeah, I mean, it's. I already kind of said it. Like, I'd be trying to, I'd be trying to buy a running back, but I guess we're all trying to buy running backs. And other than that, you're pretty much a hold. You got all these. You got all these receivers that. You just kind of have to like hold and hope you get healthy is kind of where you are. <laughs> like you're not going to be getting value out of these hurt players because they're hurt and you're in a situation where you're still trying to go for it. Your team's good enough to win if you put it together. Yeah, this week's bad, but like I feel like maybe if anything if I were you, I'd be trying to like I might be trying to sell Cooper Cup just because you have Puka Nakua. And maybe turn that into like flip that into a like a solid running back just to like level your lineup lineup out a little bit. Yeah, I just think there's a situation where like Cooper outscores Puka going forward. Yeah, well then Matt, like, pick one. Matt Stafford can support multiple guys, but like, but you don't really want to roll with two of them. Like, I would definitely be picking one and trying to sell the other. However, you want that to look, and like turning one into a, 
like a stud running back or something. I mean, Puka has more dynasty value. So, like, Cooper would be the sell. But I think Cooper has more points, which is what I want for this year. Also, I think if I were you, I'd probably be trying to move Justin Herbert for, like, a young running quarterback with more upside. Preferably would play for my own team. Yes. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. I'm going to pass on it for now, but it doesn't sound like a bad idea. (laughs) You just need Um, Austin Eckler to come back, really. Yeah, hit me with a stronghold. I I mean, I'm saying soft. Hold. I think you, you have moves you need to make. Just, you're still going for it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, namely, I would be picking either Nuku or a cup and trying to move the other. Because you can't be rolling into a week with both of them starting. I think, I mean, that's a tough thing to do. I mean, you can roll into a week with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. I wouldn't. <laughs> Historically. Especially right. not um, now. But. And then I think we can all agree that Rectum Allentown and Aragona are all holds. Um, I think Rectum and Allentown definitely are. Because Allentown doesn't really – I mean, Rectum just has like a good, well-balanced lineup at this point. He has – his depth is a little bit lacking after that trade he made and got, in, got an injury or two. But Allentown's like – he has a stacked lineup. And he kind of just has to roll with it right now and hope they all stay healthy and make a run. Because he has, like, no room for... You don't really want to, like, try to sell a piece for depth and then decrease that stack lineup's potential. Hear me out on this offer. But, okay, go ahead. Saquon Barkley, Damian Pierce, and Michael Wilson for Brees Hall. I mean, it's a lot to give up for Brees Hall. But do you think it can end better just based on how awful the Giants are? I mean, you're basically just making a bet on Brees Hall having the longest and best career of all the pieces. Let's just say Saquon and let's just say Saquon and and I don't know. Uh, yeah, the same offer for like. I don't even know what running backs are good this year off the top of my head. That's the problem. There's like no good running backs. I, every week I spend at least one day where I go through everyone's lineup and look at all their running backs and try to figure out what offers I can make for a running back too. And every time I do it, I'm just like, wow, nobody has fucking running backs. Here, wait, let's do this. Let's do a little. Except like Big Rig and John and Robbie. They have all the running backs. Nobody That's else true. has any. Saquon um, and Michael Wilson for Tony Pollard. I don't know. I don't know that that does too much for either side. He could be, he, he could be a light buy. Aragona could be a light buy. I, and just, well, like, I was going to say, I was going to say out of all these top three teams, I think Aragona is kind of a buy. For a couple of reasons, he can try. He can, can try to consolidate to make his lineup a little more stacked, even though I don't think he really needs to do that. But he could. This this would require a decent amount of finesse, and I don't know if you want to try to do that when you're going for it. I feel like he could kind of like 
try to maybe like get younger while staying just as good. If he wants to sort of finesse it and keep his team really good for the long term. Like he has Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs. Maybe he tries to turn them into like a young stud. I don't know. I feel like those two but are that's like, like that's, that's like championship like, run. Yeah, it's like a risky move. Like you might as well just roll with your guys and try to win right now. He still hasn't won one. I'm trying to think that's, who would be selling a, that's a the top kind of, young wide receiver like that. Yeah, that's the kind of like finessey shit that I usually try to do, and that's why my team's always bad. So, <laughs> Stefan Diggs for Puka Nakua. What would you do? I'm not saying I'm going to offer that. I, w- I wouldn't actually. I would. I would just keep Diggs. Really, Diggs is just like he's just been so good for so long and has shows no sign of stopping. Like I would make that move in the off season if you would do it, but like right now, like why would he? Why would he sell Diggs right now? Unless he's getting like an actual young stud, I guess I'm not completely confident that Puka's there yet. Like if he could sell like Diggs and Keenan Allen for Jamar Chase, like I would do that. Not that I think John would do that. I'm just saying, John might do that. Like that's the kind of shit I'd be trying to do if I were him. Yeah. Soft, soft buy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into these matchups and uh, call it a night, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's. I mean, let's just start off with me here because what a wild matchup we have, technically. Yeah, dude. Again, your lineup <laughs> is sitting in a spot where you don't even know if half your lineup's even going to actually be playing this weekend. They're just sitting in there for the projections at this point. But for all you legal betters out there, we have. Sagumeno favored. The one of the worst teams in the power rankings favored by five and a half over the week. Five and a half is one. fucking insane because, for the lineup I be, have right now. Because you have no running backs. No, I think it's just hilarious that like I'm still that close in projection with fucking nothing going for me. Oh, I was gonna say, like, well, you have good receivers. Yeah, I know I got good receivers, but I got fucking Ronnie Rivers in right now. Who in the hell is Ronnie Rivers? And Lat Murray. Like, you got two, like, backups that aren't going to do anything. I got three Rams playing this week against the Eagles. Like, you got two guys starting at running back that I might not start at my second running back. (laughs) (laughs) And that's saying something. It was was thin. It's thin out there. I mean, these were the top two options at running back on waivers. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand because I've been I've been desperately trying to find an RB two all year, and there's just none out there. There's none to be found. I spent, I think I spent eight dollars a fab on Latavius Murray just so I could start a running back. Yeah, and you now, also to be got... fair, if if Melvin Gordon gets elevated to the actual roster this week, he's going to go and play for Ronnie Rivers. <laughs> but he's still behind Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Oh fuck! Justice Hill's back in there. Well, Ke- I got Keaton Mitchell. So you got Keaton Mitchell. Oh my! Yeah, you're uh, you're struggling for running backs right now. That's why. If, yeah, what that's if, why even more reason why you're a buy right now. Like, go sell Cooper Cup for a running back right now. No, I'm not a buy right now. I'm a byE right now because <laughs> I have so many Chargers on my team, and they're they're on a bye week. I got Rashad White on bye week. I got Jerome Ford on bye week. It's like I'm fine. It's just this week sucks. That's, well, one, is Cooper Cup going to play this week or not? I'm not sure he is. 
If he doesn't, I got Christian Watson to throw in there. Or Zay yeah. Flowers. Yeah, so you're fine at receiver. So like, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't – I think you're crazy not to try to make that move now. Like, this is when you need the – you should make that move in general, and right now is when you need it the most. How do you feel about Christian Watson versus Zay Flowers? Just in general. I probably like Zay Flowers. I, I I think I do too, but like Christian Watson is – I feel like there's just that – athletic freak potential and like he's finally back from injury catches a touchdown on his one of two receptions last week where he just like balls out yeah he's a little boom busty though i'm just saying like long term like like i see like potentially next year he's a top 10 dynasty wide receiver potentially potentially say it one more time how many times did i say it at least seven fuck well but I, uh, I'm all I about potential over here. Um, anyway, just running he... through my lineup real quick. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, Latavius Murray, Ronnie Rivers, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, <laughs> Jake Ferguson, Debo Samuel, and uh, Green Bay and Kaimi Fairbairn. I mean, it, it looks bad now, but imagine how bad – imagine it's like prior to week one. And you told someone, this is going to be my starting lineup week four. <laughs> They'd be like, who are those guys? <laughs> I, I'm starting fucking Josh Dobbs. I hate Josh Dobbs, but like he's playing fine. Oh, I love Josh Dobbs. Yeah, on the other side here, Sam Howe is getting a start over Dak Prescott, which is kind of cool, but he's playing the Bears, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Jerry Gibbs still in the starting lineup over uh, Fat Boy. And uh, James Cook, Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk. So he's still trying to figure out this wide receiver situation. I guess that's because Chris Godwin's on by. Yeah. This is def- I think this is definitely the move this week. Um, yeah. He's also starting a receiver in his flex, which he usually doesn't do. So. Benching the yeah, fat boy. He, he's benching, he benching the f- fat boy. He's fat. He's running back twenty three on the year. It's not like he's been playing bad. Yeah, I think it's he's afraid of the Saints, which is kind of fair. And he has been kind of bad. It's just that all the receive all the running backs are bad. So with twenty three, it's just bad. But yeah, man, I am. It's not looking good for you, Jesse. It's not looking good. <laughs> It's definitely not looking good at all. You've got to either make some trades happen now or you got to just pray. I think I'm going to pray. Well, well, then I'm definitely taking Q. I mean, you can't win them all, you know? Yeah. I mean, give me Q. All right. Give me, give me, give me Q. All right. You're just, uh, you're just accepting defeat this week, huh? You're just going to let it happen. I'm just gonna roll over. You just, you. You're just gonna bend over and take it. <laughs> I respect it. I'm not sure it's a winning strategy for the year, but like I respect it. I guess every win does kind of matter when it's only a 14 week season, huh? Yeah. We'll see what moves we can make. <laughs> but yeah, give me give me Q right now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we didn't. Were we gonna do the? Uh, did you uh, add up the points? I did, yeah. You want to do it after then? Since we already started? 
I was going to say, you just want to know it now or no? Yeah, let's do it. I think it makes more sense before. Where are we at? All right, so through four weeks, you are 16 correct and eight wrong. So hitting at a two-thirds clip. What a winning percentage. Yeah. So last week, you went four and two. All right. You you got John and Rectum wrong. Mm. Yeah. Why would you bet against me like that? Meanwhile, meanwhile, last week, I went five and one. Um, 16 wins, eight losses on the year. Oh, we're tied. A, we're tied up. Hitting at a two-thirds clip. Yeah, so through, through four weeks, we're all, we're all even. All right, now we got to take this seriously then, huh? Yeah, what really hurt me is week two, I went two and four. Yeah. But the past two weeks, I've gone five and one. All right, so we got a dead heat. Yeah, you know for, what? Lock for me that in dollar. for myself this week. Lock me in for myself. <laughs> Uh, you're just saying you're going to make some moves, aren't you? Now you're going to be it, extra I'm, motivated to make some moves. I'm not against it, but, like, I don't want to. All right. Well, I'm taking so, Q regardless. All right. Sam Howell's going to ball taking... out against the Bears tomorrow. No, honestly, I bet he is. I, I feel like Q's going to win, but I can't bet against myself, you know? Yeah. Precedent. Um. All right, next matchup. John Terrio, Meat Hooks. All right, so for you legal betters out there, we got John Terrio favored by 30 and a half over the Meat Hooks, who, wow, his projection is a little fucked up because you've got Javante Williams in right now, projected zero. Um, I don't know what his option is if he doesn't. Is he going to have to start A.J. Dillon? Oh, I guess, no, he has Shemaj P. Ryan. So Dennis he's starting. Terrio's projected 5.8. Samaje's projected 10. He'll clearly start him if Javante's not going. So mm, right, let's right. just say, let's say John Terrio's favored by 20 and a half. Yeah, so definitely a stronger running back room with Aaron Jones, ETN, and Josh Jacobs against uh, potentially Roshan Johnson and Samaje P. Yeah. yeah, this really, this really bodes uh, against the zero running back. Because this is what you end up with. Yeah. It's truly like right now, it's John Terrio, Robbie, and Big Rig are hoarding all the running backs. Notice how they were all, uh, well, they weren't all strong buys, really. Two of them were buys. Yeah. And Robbie was a strong um, sell. One thing in this matchup too is uh, Mississippi is starting two Jets, but they're playing against the Broncos, so that could be a power move. Yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely gonna, I was definitely gonna do the Tyler Conklin stream this week if Trevor didn't beat me to it, because Denver's how much you, terrible. Who did pay for him? He paid, he paid fifteen. I bid seven. Seems a bit excessive. I thought, that's I, fine. I thought I was going to slip that one in under the radar. Is Pat Fryermuth really that bad? He's hurt. He's not playing. Yeah. That explains it. Yeah. I'll do it to get those streamers in there. So, good win. Yeah, I think it's. Bucks. I think it's a, a really good. Yeah, I think it's a really good streamer. So. So I guess he's not tanking. He's got Nico yeah. Collins back in there. Yeah, finally getting but, Calvin I mean, Austin yeah. out of there. 
Who do the Steelers play this week? They are playing Dude, Baltimore. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. probably on purpose. I didn't Actually, really hear you there. You could, you... You're getting pretty choppy again. I feel like it's when I'm in the corner. Just kind of break up. You're better now. I hear you now. Uh, same line as usual. They got uh, they got you a few weeks back in a trade. Or Isaiah Likely. Hmm. That was likely a bad trade for you, but that's fine. I mean, <laughs> Mainly because Jordan Love is still quarterback four on the year. And I already dropped Isaiah Likely. Well, it's the way you get it sometimes. <laughs> I I I literally picked up Love on free agency right before that, so I don't care. Probably would have dropped him anyway. We don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, yeah, he's on a running back carousel right now, trying to figure it out because last week was Geno, now it's Love. Two weeks ago it was Purdy. Before that it was Geno. Yeah, he, so I think he's kind of just playing matchups. And he's yeah. got Vegas this week, so it should be good. How has it worked out for him the uh, past few weeks? I mean, last week, 8.7, put up uh, 20.3, so that wasn't bad. Gina, the week before that, put up 23. So he hasn't been doing bad at quarterback with the playing matchups. So. Yeah, but just, all in all, I don't, I don't really think – Trevor stands much of a chance here. Do you? No, no. I think we're just kind of talking at this point. Yeah. So uh, give me John. Okay, um, give me John. All right. Lock process trusts are really underdogs. Yeah, I mean the process trusts are back now. They got Brees Hall playing full time. Alvin Kamara's back, and he is favored for legal betting folks by thirty five and a half over the Philly underdogs. Hmm. Who don't really have anything going for them? This is oh, we have a clean sweep of projections favoring buttons. This is the first time I, remember, I can remember that happening. Even the kickers and defense. I'm in the spreadsheet right now, putting in our picks, and I just put in process justice with us. We can talk about it. Um, Do you remember there being a time where every single spot is favored in the projections? This is the first time. It's hard to do. A lot of first tonight. First time ever. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah I mean, he has way better receivers. 100%. Running backs, much He's better. Way, way better. Uh, Jalen Hurts over CJ Stroud. Sure, even though CJ Stroud's been awesome. No tight end. I could see this being a, where, being a week where Buttons starts really balling out. Like, if Alvin Kamara starts doing Alvin Kamara things and Brees Hall is back to being Brees Hall, Buttons has the kind of lineup that can get him back into the top tier. Teams. We, don't, we don't love to hear that because that would get to his head and get, his head would get too big. Yeah. He has but, a leg-shaped head, so we don't like leg-shaped heads. I mean, to be fair, it's the same lineup he had last year whenever he went to the Dynasty Bowl. So. This is true. 
Did he have Cooper? He had yeah, Cooper Cup and Eckler on that team. Yeah, I guess. But so replace Eckler with Brees Hall. Yeah. But yeah, Brees Hall against that. Denver. That should be a feast, huh? Yeah, I think he should he should ball out. Brees Hall's gonna put up twenty five. You know, maybe happens yeah. is like somebody outscores CeeDee Lamb because you get San Francisco. But yeah, it should be just a blowout. I'm sure he can survive that. I mean, Jaden Reed yeah, and maybe against Houston. That could be fine. So the receivers could be fine for Philly. Justice Hill, maybe. So worst week in the world, but like, I think the Is JT coming back? Yeah, but it will be. Is, is JT going to be back this week? Yeah, but we'll. If JT's in the lineup, if JT's in the lineup, he's wearing a Colts jersey. Zach Moss is dead. Not untrue. I'm like, I'm not starting Zach Moss in any of my other leagues. And I think I'm I already think... starting JT in the. If JT is dressed and playing, JT is getting all the touches. We welcome him in arms, even though he's been a little crybaby. Yeah, but he's. Way better than Zach Moss, so you give him the ball. Facts. Yeah, um, so give us the process trusters. Yes. Uh, All right. Clear the, the, the 35 point spread, too. Yeah, why not? He's going to yeah, blow him it. out. All right, your turn. All right. So, for illegal betters, we have. I hate OBJ favored by four and a half over the Dottawa Best Bros in an epic rematch from Flex Week. Epic. Oh, did you, did you guys play? Yeah. All right. Well, what was the score last? How much? By about 24. Uh, I beat him 95 to 71. What's your current projection? Because you scored 95. My current projection is 93. What was his? What's his projection? Because he got seven. Yeah, his is ninety-seven. He actually yes. changed his lineup up a lot. He replaced his running backs wholesale. He benched Joe Mixon and Alex Madison for David Montgomery and Brian Robinson. And Brian Robinson, I think he was afraid of the Philly matchup last week. Should have probably still started him. And now Brian Robinson has Chicago, so that's like thirty points right there. And David Montgomery is back back. So his running backs are much better than mine right now. But my re- but the Yeah, but on the flip side, my receivers are much better than his. So I got DJ Moore starting over Darnell Mooney in that sweet Bears matchup. And Olave over Devontae Parker. Um So it's like a pretty interesting swing of he has a huge advantage at running back, and I have a huge advantage at receiver. Yeah, how do the quarterbacks fare out? Because Joe Burrow uh, playing yeah, very Joe, poor, but he's had... yeah, Joe Burrow has been like god awful, and he's projected he's he's projected over Justin Fields, which I think is kind of ridiculous. It's like he has his head Burrow. Yeah, yeah, they have Burrow projected as one point higher than Fields, but I would. 100% take fields. 
I'm I'm taking Burrow on points on this one. Really? Yeah, because you're playing Washington. Known I mean, okay Washington's. Defense. Yeah, okay, but not like world beaters or anything. Twenty third against quarterbacks. Arizona is twenty sixth against quarterbacks. I think it's bounce back week for Joe. He's he's going to prove the haters wrong, and he's going to put up thirty this week. I think Joe just like I think he's just actually hurt. Like I'm not saying he's bad. He's just hurt, and he's going to continue um, to be hurt. Over the past few weeks, Joe B has five yards, two fifty nine, two twenty two. He's just not getting the touchdowns. Like that's hurting him. Yeah, because they're not moving the ball. He has a rough schedule coming up, too. Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo. I mean, and those fighting Arizona Cardinals are feisty. They're a feisty we'll bunch of them. But I'm just going to say on points in this one, I'm going to take Burrow. Uh, wide receivers, I'll give it to you. Running backs, I'll give it to Robbie. And yeah. I think overall, I'm going to give this one to Robbie. I think he's going to have a comeback game. I think he's going to have a. Uh, Come back with a little bit of pep in his step after the flex week loss. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot going on tomorrow night. So tomorrow night's game is going to be really fun for this matchup. I'm starting Justin Fields, DJ Moore, and Antonio Gibson. And he's starting Brian Robinson and Darnell Mooney. So tomorrow night's going to determine a lot. What are you, uh, where are you feeling this matchup? Oh, I'm taking me. All day. Let's go. Okay, I got Robbie. All right. All right. Two matchups left. We got the Rectum Raiders and Longcox River Fight. All right. If any of you out there are allowed to bet legally, we got the Rectum Raiders favored by 21.5 over the Longcox Rubber Plant. And this one doesn't look like much of a matchup. Um, yeah. Are we saying bounce back game for uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley against Buffalo? Probably not. No. I mean, Buffalo just shut down Miami. This is not a good week for a bounce back. Yeah. Pollard against San Francisco. That's really yeah, rough. His, his best player has a super tough matchup. Najee Harris has been bad and has a tough matchup. Yeah, Baltimore TJ against running backs. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson might be his best player as well. And he's got Kansas City who's been really oh, good this year. Buddy, did I just see we got a double tight end play here for the long cover plant? <laughs> we, t- we got a tight end flex happening. He has the tight end one and tight end two playing this week. She she comes out here in twenty two. I didn't know what you meant for a second, but then I realized we're talking about the. What would I mean? It's hard to say. Actual NFL lingo. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really play because there's two receivers and two running backs, so that wouldn't make sense. But the two twenty two. Two twenty two. Mm-hmm. So the rare two-two-two matchup. Or well, I mean, te- two, technically, lineup. Technically, twenty-two means two running backs and two tight ends. So you don't really factor receivers into that. So, it's, yeah, twenty-two makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it does. 20. Yeah, because you never factor in the wide receivers. Yeah. Hmm. Not here running a twenty-two set. We like it. It's fun. Yeah. Good for the, only, good for only the, the ballsiest of only the ballsiest of teams run a 20, 22 lineup. 
the uh, last team I remember succeeding with this was the process trusters in Dynasty Bowl 2 and beat my ass with double tight end set. Who was it? I think it was Zach Ertz and George Kittle. Hmm. Hey, maybe when I drop draft Brock Bowers next year, I, I roll with the 22 sets. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes for you. I'm it might happen you. more with the two flex. A lot more people are going to get desperate with the with the extra flex. Imagine if Dots ends up with Marvin Harrison Jr. and fucking Brock, Brock Bowers. Bowers. Let's go. Fuck yeah. fuck them running backs. Nobody will ever be able to trade for a tight end again in this league. <laughs> and I'll just Dots is just going to hoard hoard all the ones that have Dots value but not actual value. And I'll just never have a running back. I wonder where Kyle Pitts is in tight end rankings in Dynasty. I'm, I'm sure he's falling a little bit more now. I'm going to say he's tight end four. I was going to say five or six. I might even say three right now. Because I feel like you're going to have Laporta over him. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. He's still, I don't know if Hawkinson is going to be super added. young. Like, Kyle Pitts is going to get to his second contract at like 23 years old. 24. Holy shit. He's, he's tight end six. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to end up on a second contract with a new team and still only be like 24 years old. Yeah, he's just a baby boy. Yeah. Yeah, but we got Travis Kelsey, Sam Laporta, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Dalton Kincaid, and then Kyle Pitts. Yeah, people just get too high on the rookies. Then they disappoint you. Yeah. You know all about it. But, yep. And you're going <laughs> to dra- draft Brock Bowers anyway. Probably. Um, just to piss off Big Rig mainly. Can't wait for that day that you hit the drop Kyle Pitts button in like it's not gonna twenty thirty one. He's gonna have to retire first. Like if you drafted OJ Howard back in the day, how many years would it have taken you to drop him? Five? I don't know. I mean it depends on how much I loved OJ Howard going in. It's hard to say that I he's saying assuming I loved him as much as I love Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I don't know. Did OJ Howard retire yet? <laughs> um, probably. <laughs> so that would that would be the answer. Speaking of retirement, real quick, uh, you know nobody signed Kenny Galladay. I don't know why they would. I mean, he's you don't have to give him a giant bag of money, but he's still a fine wide receiver. He's not though. He, he's like, why does he been capable like, of being on an NFL roster? I like literally don't think he is. He was that bad in New York. Like he couldn't even make the roster. The only reason know. he was on the roster last year is because they still owed him a lot of money. And then he never played. I feel like he's good enough to be on a team at league minimum at least. I think Come you're on, still basically even. I still think you're just basing that off of what he did three, four years ago. I am. And well the question also, is, is like, Travis Fulgham on a team, do you think? I don't think so. But also if 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 Travis Fulgham is on a practice squad, I will say that it, uh Kenny Galladay deserves somebody on the team. But if he's not, if Travis Fulgham is not an NFL roster, then I will concede my Kenny Galladay. But there's also um, a difference between those two because Travis Fulgham never really made it and never got paid. So like if you're Travis Fulgham, you might still be grinding and not trying to get some paychecks. If you're Kenny Galladay, you've already gotten big contracts in your career. Like, he might just – he probably just have too much pride at that point to, like, 
go sign on a practice squad. Like he's what's the point? Like Travis Fulgham was was on an NFL roster this year. Yeah, but like Kenny Galladay already has like he's gotten two big contracts. Like he's fucking rich. Why would he go play on a practice squad? Like I feel like he just wouldn't sign. I'll just be like, no, fuck that. I'm good. Yeah. If if Wes is listening to the party, he's probably wondering when the fuck we're going to talk about him. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, he was a big fan of the last episode, so let's really hype him up here. Patrick Mahomes, right. stud. B. John Robinson, let's go. stud. Baller. Tyler Alves. Tyler Alves. He has no other stud. Let's go. He's going to be a. It's going to be like week one. They're both going to score two touchdowns. Tank Dell. Baby studs. Dude, bang, balling out. Little fucking route running like machine. Pip, pip squeak out there. Fucking bobbing and weaving. Oh, yeah. Devontae Adams. Stud. Moon Mark stud. Andrews. Mark Andrews. Stud. stud. George Pickens from catching bombs from Mitch Trubisky. Let's go. Stud. Wow, what a studly fucking lineup. I mean, what can Dude. he do in place of Tyler Algier, honestly? Also, Jake Elliott, fantasy MVP this year? Dude, played Dalvin Cook against Denver. What Are you fucking kidding me? Over Tyler Algier? Yes. Dude, click on – um, just click on Jake Elliott's name for a second for just to do yourself a little favor. Look at his game log. 18, 11, 11, 18. You know what we call that? Is he like wide receiver four right now? Jake Elliott? Wide receiver four? Like he would be. Well, he has 58 points on the year. So He's probably four, not. 14 and a half points per game. Like that's a solid receiver. Not wide receiver four, no, but Jake Elliott, fantasy MVP right now. Maybe. Um, how many? 14 and a half? Yeah. Or 53 points, he'd be wide receiver 11. He's a wide receiver one as a kicker. Yeah, he'd, he'd be above Brandon Ayuk. He'd be sandwiching between Brandon Ayuk and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, what a stud. Yeah. So aside from him starting two Atlanta running backs, like his lineup looks fucking sick. Yeah, I would personally just... start Dalvin Cook against Denver. but Yeah, anyway. that's. I agree. It's Denver. I guess he's afraid that they're going to give Brees Hall starter reps. I don't know, but. I think I also recommended him last week not to play Tank Dell, but I think he might have anyway. He just like hates DeAndre Hopkins, I guess. But I guess I, why wouldn't you? He hasn't done shit. Tank Dell definitely has way more upside. Oh, I think I told him to play Mike Evans, but Mike Evans didn't. Even, well, he always played Mike Evans. You might have told him to play Rasheed Rice. No, he played Tank Dell. I told him to play Mike Evans. Mike Evans put up. He played Mike Evans. Not last week. Why would Daddy? Why would have? Why would Daddy have benched Mike Evans? He played Tank Dell. Maybe I said Pickens. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, anyway, started Tank Dell over Pickens. I think I said play Pickens, and Pickens did outscore him by point six. So take that, Daddy. You bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Little fucking. Um, Anyway. In this match, in this matchup, give me, give me the Rick and Raiders. Yeah, give me the Raiders. Rubber plant's gonna get fucked. 
Um, all right, last match. One of their own dildos. Oh, what a fucking what a fucking matchup here. Ooh, this one should have been. Know, didn't know we week. had this going on this week. Again, power matchup here for all you legal betters out there. We got the Aragona Canyon Lakers favored by three and a half over the Allentown Audi Boys in the matchup of the week. Yeah, this is going to be a tight one. I mean, you got two against the Giants. Is, That's a- all right. Let's just let's start at the top and go down because this matchup is sick. We got Tua versus Josh Allen. Let's go Tua Hill stack versus Allen Diggs stack. Two gets that is Allen gets oh, the Jaguars. That is sick. What a fun matchup, man! The Giants suck ass. Give me Tua and Tyreek Hill. They're also they got to um kind of come back and redeem themselves after the Bills shut them down. This is gonna be a big fucking week for them. I'm feeling it. Yeah, Tua and Tyreek Hill. Give me that side of it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Henry Calf versus Barkley Kyron. Hmm, man, Kyron has Philly. Calf has Dallas. I mean, but but Calf's, Calf's number one. This. Yeah, Calf's number If I had to rank, if I had to rank these. It's gonna be Calf, then Kyron, then Derrick Henry is gonna eat against Indy. No, you know what? Give me, give me Calf yeah, and but... Derrick Henry, then Kyron, then Saquon, in that yeah, order. Probably. I mean, if yeah, you knew so Saquon was fully healthy, you would put Saquon at two. I would at least for sure. Um, but yeah, I definitely like Calf and Henry over Saquon and Tyron. Um, let me just look up something real quick. I'm going to Stat News. Derrick Henry stats versus the Colts. He averages 18 attempts for 91 yards and has only had one touchdown in the last six matchups against us. Oh. So we actually play pretty well against – he gets a lot of yards against us. Well, actually. He gets a lot of yards against everyone, though. He's only broken 100 versus us one time in the last six matchups as well. And he's on a down year right now. He had a good week last week, but I still like Calf and Henry over Saquon and Kyron. Yeah, I'm going to take the Allentown side of this matchup for the running backs. All right, let's just go wide receiver two. Massive. Sutton versus Jefferson. Massive. Yeah. yeah, so much so that I think it evens out the running back. Yeah, kind of. However, we got Kelsey versus Kittle. Massive massive for Kelsey. Dallas, ninth against tight ends. And then my Minnesota, 14th against tight ends. So, Kelsey gets Minnesota. But then we got Jordan Addison against DeAndre Swift. Which and then on, on on the surface looks like he definitely takes Swift, but I think what makes this fun is if um Jefferson gets a lot of extra attention from Kansas City and Addison eats. Like that's just every Addison catch hurts big rig kind of double, you know what I mean? I get you. I feel you. <clears throat> I mean last week he only had one target. But uh, DeAndre Swift has had 14 points at least in the last three games. So I'm I'm just gonna take Swift on the same yeah, side I mean, here. Oh yeah, you definitely take Swift in those with those two heads up. It's just interesting to note that we got Addison versus Jefferson. Now, since we said Jefferson, even out the running backs, does Swift over Addison even out the Kelsey versus Kittle? Probably. Yeah, yeah. 
So we're on the defensive kickers to decide this matchup. And we got the Detroit versus Carolina most sought after matchup. That that's definitely the most sought after like stream of the week. Yes. Uh, I was gonna say, damn, did Big Rick drop Dallas, but no, he hoarded them. Yeah, they're just sitting there on his bench against San Francisco. I was about to just go jump on that, but But then we got the Miami defense against the fucking Giants. Yeah. Which now my, Miami's defense has allowed they allowed forty eight points last week, twenty points to Denver, seventeen to New England, and thirty four to the Chargers. So good yeah, teams, they they're allowing a lot of points. Bad teams, yeah. they're holding them just fine. Yeah, I'm I mean I'm definitely taking Detroit in this. Yeah, I'm going Car- to Carolina's offense is terrible too. Jake Moody, kicker five on the year. McPherson, kicker 19 on the year. Yeah, that Bengals offense, meh. I think the defensive kicker just swayed a little bit to Aragona's side here. Yeah. Man, this is interesting and tough. Yeah, given given all the stats we just laid out, I'm going to take Aragona. But that, that two a Tyreek Hill thing, I could net. I, I was a literally lot of just going to say. I'm taking, I'm taking Allentown because I just think two and Tyreek are just too good and they're gonna ball the fuck out against New York, and calf is calf, and Kelsey's Kelsey, calf and Henry gets Indy. So like, and like, uh, you one know of the give, biggest. Give me, the give big, me Allen, I'm gonna go Allentown. I was gonna say I, the biggest advantage Bigger has going here is Jefferson, and I think Kansas City's defense is good enough to not stop Jefferson, but like keep him from having a giant week. I'm not going to go that far just because it is Jefferson. Yeah, like it's still Jefferson. But, I mean, like I think Kansas City's good enough to like not let him go off for 30. You know what I mean? I mean. He hasn't done that anyway. But. Is it fair to say Jefferson's the best player in football? It's definitely worth putting him in the conversation for sure. Yeah. It's like between I mean, him and Aaron Donald and Michael Parsons and that's just something that's had this matchup. We got so many best players in football. So like Tyreek, Calf, it's really Kelsey. It's really coming down to me that I think the the two a hell stack against the Giants. I'm taking I'm taking Allentown, I think. One thing we kind of discounted is that Corlin Sutton does get the Jets. Yeah, that's why that Jefferson matchup is so giant. But well, no, I'm saying that's a decent matchup, and Corlin Sutton has put up nine points in every at least nine points in every game. Nine, nine ten, eleven, fifteen. I'm not exactly excited about Corlin Sutton, but he's fine. Yeah, we'll see how it works out for him. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm switching over here to Allentown. Yeah, I'm taking Allentown. All right. Did we match up on everything? Did we? Because you flopped. No, you're taking yourself. I took myself and or I took it... I hate OBJ. Yeah. This is classic us picking against each other. Taking ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we both staying, on, staying on brand. Yes. All right. We did. You know what? Just just to be contrary, well, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take Rig. I feel I'm feel strongly about Allentown on this one. Yeah, I'm sticking with him. All right, cool. We did it.
We did it. I think we did enough segments in the middle. We're not going to close out with anything fun and happy. No. So you just hopefully this... drove to Wyoming, and I don't even think I said this yet, but part of why I feel like shit and I'm so down is I got double vaccinated yesterday. Fucking knocked me out. Oh, shit. And I got you up till what time is it for you? One twenty in the morning? Yes. Fuck. My bad. It's only 11.20 here in Wyoming. This town's popping. Hey, and, um, it's a little, little place. I'm going to jump on the interwebs and buy myself a plane ticket to come see you tomorrow. How about that? Hey, we love that. We'll have another fun 30th birthday party live pod. Maybe. Or for sure. Yeah, we will. Let's yeah. do it. So don't sound so excited. <laughs> it's about to be one banger of a bender. Banger of a bender. <laughs> Did we just come up with the name? That'll be it. That's the one. All right. <laughs> Took us a while to get that, but... Yeah. We were pretty lethargic today. We're all vaccinated yeah. in, in Wyoming. The two worst things you could possibly be. It's a tough combo. I don't know I if you can hear it come through the pod, but I left out one mighty fart. So and it was like that last fart. You know when you have that fart that's like a good fart, and then as soon as you let it out, you're like, oh shit, that was the last thing honed in my turd. I don't. You don't know you don't know the feeling? Like you fart and like there was an air bubble between your turd and the rest of the world. And you let that fart out and you're like, oh. There's no more air behind that. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> the next thing that comes out of my ass is going to be solid. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to remain clinched until I'm in a safe place. All right. Well, that's where I am week, right now. This week's not a safe place for the wheat, wheat farmers. So we'll <laughs> leave it that. I've been holding off a of shit too. So let's both right. go to the bathroom and do 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 do. Here's a little post-pod update from the Wyoming Hotel. I'm in my car right now. Without any of my belongings. Well, some of my belongings. Because as I was editing down the pod, cutting out the beginning and the end parts, which is me and Dodge talking, I... I was like, what the fuck was that? And on my chest, there's a little fucking bed bug. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, what do I do? I get up. I shower. I don't need any bed bugs in my ass crack. I get out. I pull all the shit out of my backpack into the bathroom. And I just start inspecting everything. Seeing if there's fucking bed bugs on my shit. I managed to get the clothes I'm wearing right now. All good. We're all in the clear. But I said, fuck them shoes. I said, fuck that backpack. So I took a plastic bag and I put some of my cords in there. And I put some of my other shit in there. And uh Yeah, we got out we got out bed bug free, so. Looks like it's off to fucking Denny's for the night at 3 a.m. Let's go. Mm-hmm.